Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your ears are about to tickle. You are listening to a podcast with two friends sharing their opinions and their love about things they enjoy. This is the Disaster Party Podcast. Whoa, daddy. Let's get it. Oh, oh, daddy, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let them boys explain. It's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And that's the Disaster Party Boys telling you, go do it now. Welcome to Disaster Party Podcast. As always, this is Rob Cedeno. Oh, oh, daddy, it's your boy Andy Bivians. That's B-I-V-I-A-N-S, the one true woe daddy of Bivians, I-N-C. And I got to tell you tonight, tonight, just with the four of us here, the four of us, ain't nobody fucking with our clique. Because tonight, it's episode 36. Whoa, daddy. Yeah, I love that, it. That was good. <laughs> so before we jump in, before we introduce the, 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 the two guests tonight, which Andy's going to do all of that, we are going to just to say, remember to like, share, rate, review, comment, and subscribe to Disaster Party Podcast on all social media platforms, including YouTube. Because if you were looking at the YouTube, you already know who's on with us right now. I don't know if As, I'm pointing in the right direction, but if they're here or they're here. Or... <laughs> you don't know where their box is, Andy? Well, their box is down here, but I, I don't know if they'll still be there. So I have <laughs> angles. Oh, okay, okay. All, all angles. Are you, yeah. voguing? Are you voguing right now? Oh, if, if I'll me too. It's, a, it's a different Zoom than I thought. <laughs> yeah, right? I thought this would turn into a dance party, huh? Listen, we outside. <laughs> We're outside right now? I mean, we could be. Oh, that's true. They don't know. They don't know. Unless you're on the YouTube. Oh! Listen, guys, for those of you listening in the podcast, I am literally sitting underneath the stars right now. The moon is so full. It is starting to rain a little bit. You know, I love this temperature, this atmosphere. For those on you or YouTube, shut up. Don't call <laughs> <laughs> <Help> me out. <laughs> Word. All right, Andy. Introduce our guests. I'm super excited to have these two lovely people on tonight on the Disaster Party Podcast because 
even though I knew a lot about them, apparently, apparent, apparently, la la la, apparently there was la, 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 la. all of that that I didn't know was getting me all flustered and frustrated. <laughs> right into it, ladies and gentlemen. With us, we have Owo oh, oh, Daddy, Tyler, and Sarah. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, right. I feel like <laughs> it's <laughs> Word. So, okay. so give the pod a little rundown about who you are before we jump in about why you're here. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. You want to start us off? All right. All right so, on. I'm Tyler of the Tyler and Sarah, and <laughs> um, yeah, we're longtime people who have been together. So, <laughs> so uh, weird way to put that. Okay. That was. But um, yeah. So we've been together for like twelve years or something got married last year yeah. and um yeah i don't really know we uh high school sweetheart and then yeah i don't know just got married you know it took me a while to put the ring on it but then made it happen <laughs> real fast started from the bottom now we're here um Ooh. i'm a teacher um and i love that you know elementary special ed um Tyler's a jack of all trades. Yeah, I do really. a little bit of everything. Now I'm into a little bit of sales, college admissions and stuff, but I've done like healthcare stuff, construction stuff, a lot of different things. Yeah, we have a dog who we love a lot. Oh, His yeah. name is Pringles. Pringles. Um, yeah, once you pop, you just can't stop Pringles. <laughs> That's the way when he barks, like once he barks, he doesn't, he doesn't stop. stop. That's yeah, so that true. Is him. Very fitting. Yes. Yeah, good call. Well done. Snaps for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say that's our background-ish, yeah. if you will. Cool. All right. All right. Well, um, um, so I'm lost. I I'm I'm lost because there is a lot that I thought I knew and I didn't know, and the pod wants to hear it. We've been putting you guys over for weeks. You guys do some uh, some outside work, so to speak, yeah. in other worlds, in other realms, in other in other places. Let's uh let, let's speak on that. All right. So um, so what you're referring to for everybody listening and watching um is our mission work that we do in the Dominican Republic, and um I've been going. I think like for like I think since like 2013 was my first trip. And I've been going more or less every year since then. Wow. And so like a quick how I got into it. Um, it's basically like run out of a church from Connecticut and I went to school in Connecticut. And then my college that I went to basically had a get involved with the national community class. And there like basically there was a bunch of different like foreign trip options. And I thought that I wanted to go on the African safari one. So I had to watch the whole presentation for every single trip. And then after the African safari one, I was like, well, that's super expensive and not actually what I want to do. The very next trip was this trip to the Dominican Republic. And like these two girls that had, who had just gone on the trip, like showed a bunch of pictures of like, the rebuilding of houses that like look like sheds and then now like they're actually like concrete houses with like roofs and everything that don't leak at night and I was like oh my gosh man like I could I could help somebody <laughs> you know like I could I could be part of that and so um yeah I started going and 
after a few years, Sarah started coming on too. Yeah. Uh, once I think once he graduated from college, I was like, I'm coming, man. You don't have a choice. Like this looks so amazing. <laughs> you know, like he'd come home and like show pictures and tell me about it, but he'd always say like, all of that doesn't do it justice. And I knew like, I really just wanted to go with him. Um, and ever since then we've gone together. I think he went once without me cause I couldn't get off of work and I was so upset. Um, but yeah, so ever since we've tried to go every single year, I think, um, only one year we couldn't go, we had like a wedding yeah. to go to, but then we went the next like January or something. So it all worked out, but yeah, he kind of went and never looked back. So here we are going together now. Yeah. That's dope. So yeah. like, what, are, what do you do? Like when you're out there, like, what do they have you doing? So there's like a few different teams. So like, usually it's a two week trip. And you could either go on like week one or week two, or you can go for both, you know, like it's really up to you. And so usually week one has like a hundred some odd people and we all stay in like a, a pretty small compound, like maybe like six to eight dorms in there. And each one has like just like rows of bunk beds. But um, what we actually do down there is we break off into four different teams. There's one construction team that goes to like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. So like we stay in the city of La Romana in the Dominican Republic and basically kind of on like the outskirts of the city, there's a really large area that basically used to just be like a dump and just like garbage everywhere. And like people now live there, like they've built like their shed style houses on top of the like, garbage and dirt over there and wow. our team has previously gone there and built an entire school and a church so one of our construction teams will go to that school and church and give it upgrades and everything it's a it's super nice now yeah. like I think they even have wi-fi now they do and they're like building so they're always like adding on to the school basically and so the newest thing is um a cafeteria but the coolest part is like they're going to make it so that they can like sell like baked goods and stuff off the side. Oh, cool. Like COVID has kind of like slowed oh. down like a lot of, you know, a lot of the, the stuff, um, the trip goes down to do, but so there's like always something to be done at the school. Yeah. And then, so that's just one construction team. Our other construction team basically like goes through phases of um, like picking one remote village out in like the middle of the sugar cane and so they're called like bates and there's maybe like there's like hundreds i think oh yeah, yeah. i was thinking how many people are there maybe oh, like 80 50, people uh, yeah, yeah 50 least, to 80 people yeah. somewhere in that range in one of these little villages and um so we would go there and you know literally like completely transform these villages like these places would have sheds like smaller than the basement that we're in right now but yeah. basically if like you think of like a regular backyard shed that like but like made of sheet metal right so yeah. and it's made of just like um things that they can find around to wow. to make to make it um and so we take it from that to like Tyler was saying like cement and we usually build it as like a duplex so you have two families who will live but then they have like two bedrooms and a living room I think usually yeah. um and we've been putting in like um lights and one of the villages has wi-fi um so oh. yeah so yeah. yeah we like recently just finished 
like completely redoing what's called Bate 50. And um, so they're like, we've put up a gazebo, like we built their church. They're the ones with the Wi-Fi. Oh, a and, school. Oh, and a school, yeah. And so like, so now that construction team, they'll go there and visit like probably like once a trip, but now their new main focus is another little village called La Papita. And so basically now we're in the process of doing that whole thing over again in a new place. Right. And then there's also um, med team. So what they'll do is, um, cause we have like nurses and doctors and um, a dentist actually, he's really yeah. cool, um, who comes down on the trip. And so we link up with, oh, cause the, all right. So the whole trip started with like a very small group of people. I think over 30, this might be the 30th anniversary or the 31st, either one, but they started with building a hospital. And so they literally went from pouring the foundation to this is like a five uh, story hospital. And it's like the number one hospital in the country. They like spearheaded the whole like COVID like protocols and like getting like um, things out to like other hospitals and stuff. So like, it's just like so awesome to be a part of something like so big. Um, but so, um, so we'll pair up with like doc, they'll send out doctors, like with, um, the American doctors who come down and stuff. And so what the med team will do is they'll visit a different Bate, um, or like village every single day of the trip and they'll treat as many people as they can. Um, and if they have to go to the hospital, like we, we give them transportation to the hospital and they'll like treat them there and stuff. Um, but like people, so like, I don't have any medical training, but like I can be on med team because they teach you how to, um, just like use a, a blood pressure cough and stuff like that. So like, even if you don't have the experience of being like a medical professional, you can still go and like be on that team. And then, um, the last team is, um, teaching food and evangelism. So what they do is they'll do like, um, food distribution in, in different bates and like, they'll hang out with, um, the people who live there, um, and um, because it's a mission trip, they they do some like evangelism as well and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so you can kind of pick which team you're on. Um, you if can hop around yeah. like from one team to another, as long as like one team's not super overloaded that day. They're yeah. always good about moving people around, making sure you can really like get to whatever you're interested in. So I have a quick question yeah. for where, just for the people who are trying to like picture it, because again, there's some people who are like, oh, I know DR, there's resorts and it's all blah, blah, fancy, blah, you know, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like people have this yes. like picture because the same thing, like people going, oh, I'm going to go to Cancun, Mexico, but then they don't realize like the rest of Mexico is not maybe the greatest. Yeah. So like where in, where is it located compared to maybe those kind of things? So it actually is really close to um, one really nice resort. Is it uh, not Casa, Pastor, uh, Casa de Campo? Yeah, Casa de Campo. So that's like a really, really nice um, like resort down there. Like, I know Big Poppy like had a place out there and everything. Mm. But um, we're maybe only like 15, 20 minutes from there. But that's like on the shoreline itself. And so like obviously they have access to the beach and like they built up a lot of nice houses and everything. But then, yeah, we're like really just in a city just outside of there. So we're a little bit more inland, like where so like Santo Domingo, Punta Cana, La like. Romana. So we're near. Um, we're about two hours from Santo Domingo. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's like, like the capital, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I think we're like southwest. I think we're southeast. 
okay. Well, we're Maybe. south into the side yeah. somewhere. South, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's where we stay. And then where Tyler was talking about before where the school is, it's called Kilometer 6. That's probably okay. 10 or 15 minutes yeah, from, it's from where be we like stay. Right around there. But then <sighs> the villages we go to um, are more of a drive. So we're driving anywhere from like, I'd say 20 minutes, 25. I'd say probably minimum like 45 minutes. To like wow. the farthest one we've ever been to, I want to say it's like an hour and a half away. Yeah. But you're driving out of anything that looks remotely like a city straight up into a sugarcane field i guess we could set the scene for like how this happened like how these villages got there like why they're there yeah okay so basically like okay so basically the people the people we're we go and work with are actually haitian so basically domino sugar like owns the dominican republic great Um, And so they go to Haiti and they're like, hey, we have jobs and houses for you. Come with us. And they have jobs for them, but no houses. So they just kind of bring them to these villages where other people are already living. And they're like, hey, now you work for us, but fend for yourselves. So they usually bring over couples and then they end up with fit like whole families they end up with like i'd say like five to eight oh, kids yeah. like tons of kids. dominicans bro yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um so those are those are the the villages that we um go and help build like more sustainable um living. just living conditions yeah yeah so yeah. for, for me, for me saying that that's Dominicans, I'm not stereotyping. I am Dominican for those who don't know. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, so just to clarify that I am not stereotyping. If I am, I'm stereotyping myself as a Dominican. How could you, how could you stereotype yourself? Man? Listen, how could you Dominicans have a lot of babies. That's just. That's, I know a lot of them and that's very true. <laughs> Yeah, and you see it down there too. Like yeah. there's like there's specifically one family in that um in that one village that like we basically completed that there's probably like seven or eight kids and they all look exactly the same, the same. Face. like it's just copy paste the face onto the next one boy girl doesn't matter same face like wow. they're a great Crazy. family like everybody there's like super nice and everything yeah. so like it's awesome to be around but it's just super funny to see that. <laughs> that was real (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy though that they're just like we have jobs for you come out and then all of a sudden you get there to like have fun yeah out there like that's insane and i'm sure it's gonna be a little bit crazier now with the whole uh assassination of the president i don't know how that's gonna affect things but i can't imagine it's gonna do too much like good for the people there I, i don't really know yeah but like one of the like sad parts about it is you know like they get told like oh there's housing here there's jobs here come on down and then they have to like pay still to like live where they get placed so it's like real close to an indentured servitude type of thing where like you the guy who's signing your paycheck is also collecting your rent money and like I think it's about like you can expect like five dollars a day from like a long day of like cutting sugar cane and like that's it sugar cane's no joke like and you have to cut it super low so there's like you know any any heighted person is going to have a hard time like bending over all day like 
hacking at something and, and that heat is no joke too yeah like it's, it, and that's like long days yeah it's, and they're it's like crazy they're hoping to get five dollars a day and like i've heard of at least one really unfortunate story of a kid who like you know did his like full day's work or maybe it was like at the end of the week he went to go like collect his money and the guy who's supposed to pay him like just straight up fought him like instead of paying him yeah like they, he was like you didn't do enough or something right like he didn't um bring in enough sugar cane or whatever yeah and so literally the kid ended up like getting pistol whipped and like getting told to like go home and like come back to work the next day and like now he has like a he has like tbi i think yeah like he's he has like, like a, a traumatic a brain person. injury like yeah, it's like, yeah man. like you would have like now if you were to meet this kid like and you were to interact with him you'd be like oh my gosh like you were probably you know born into whatever situation like you're in right now but it's like no like that in the time that i've known him happened to him so. i know that uh when i went to dr a couple of years ago we were on a resort for a wedding but we went off the resort for the actual wedding in like a church so we had to drive like 20 minutes it was like definitely you know, you could tell certain, it was like a more rundown area, but the church was nice. And um, there was little kids that were trying to shine the shoes. And I was like, nah, I don't need it. But one of my friends said yes. And I, I could be wrong here. He either gave him five, 10 or 20 US dollars. Mm -hmm. And when he handed it to him, whatever the amount was, this kid fell to his knees and basically in Spanish, somebody was next to us that translated was basically saying like, God, thank you. This is all I've been praying for. Um, I, I just made what I made in like three months in one day wow. and like, was like, you know, like basically, you know, so over the top excited about something that like $5 to us us is like nothing. But like you said, these people are working and it's, when you say they're working for five dollars, you're not talking five U.S. dollars. You're talking like, no, 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 like to the equivalent of five U.S. dollars. Oh, okay, okay, okay yeah, okay. yeah. But they're that's like, crazy. these guys are probably chopping down. I think somebody estimated something like eighty pounds of sugar cane a day, and you're getting five bucks for that. Like that's, you know, if that were to happen anywhere in the states, like whatever that operation is, is getting shut down immediately. So yeah. That's like 12 cents an hour. Yeah. Because like a lot of people say like, you know, think of the perspective of where you live and like other people have it worse than you do. Like I made $3 on DoorDash in 20 minutes. Like this right. kid's like breaking his back and probably making $3 in like six to eight hours. Like that's, that's insane. Just like. Right. The, yeah, dude, the perspective, it's almost, I have culture shock coming back to America after we go it's it like it's just so crazy it like makes me feel like when I come home and my first complaint back in the states I'm always like Sarah you better you better watch it you know what I mean like it, it's yeah. just opened my mind so much more than I like ever thought possible oh so then I have a question though I know uh, we just heard the story about the little kid and it's very sad um but is there anything else that like has been like a big impact on you guys that kind of like you went there with one mindset and then something happened and it changed your whole perspective of how you almost take your life now as you come back 
So I, I kind of have an answer to that. I don't know if it's a hundred percent, you know, in the exact realm that you were saying, but um, honestly, so like, uh, with you know, before, during, and after this trip and everything, I'm not, I'm not a religious person or anything. Um, I just, you know, not for me. But um, in going there and seeing the positivity that religion can bring, not only in just the hope, but in bringing people together for like communal causes it it showed me that like although religion isn't for me like i'm happy for other people genuinely who like have any religion that they love and like that really teaches them like the morals that they want to follow and how they should go like further along in their life because like like i said although it's not for me it there are always like good morals drawn into stories from pretty much every religion so it honestly like made me like happier to be in a religious setting than i would have been beforehand okay that's awesome um i think mine um honestly came from our last trip down there um in realizing that oh man if we can help one person help that many more people we have done so much more than than i thought that i could in this life like it just the idea of like helping um which like this kind of all ties into like the fundraiser and and kind of like where we're going with the conversation but like the idea that helping one person help four people and then those four people help four more people each like the mlm of kindness and like helping others and i just um it opened my eyes a lot this this last trip to to the much more of a massive impact we we can have yeah so i have a question off the top Obviously, you're going down and you are helping these people and clearly you're making relationships with your you're building relationships with these people. Do you have any like impactful stories like like uh, here's an example. You saw these people did were living in a tin foil house, you know, like a sheet metal house and now. And the, maybe the kids were malnourished, the parents were malnourished, and now that they have an actual roof over their head and some kind of structure, you see their whole family kind of change and they're doing well and like that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I have one that comes to mind. Um, my like very first trip down there, I was like 19 or 20 years old. And at that Bate 50, like the village that we've pretty much completely redone, um, there was a boy there named Braulio. And um, I think when I was there, his grandfather was like still alive, but he was blind. And I honestly don't know if I've seen him around in our like more recent trips, but um, basically like him and his grandmother uh, got the house that we were rebuilding that trip. And so it was like, it to, so if you've ever seen um like the abc show or whatever like when they would completely redo somebody's house and be like move that bus yeah, like, oh, yeah it is yeah. that same reaction for these people to just get 
three rooms that is connected to another house, like, and it didn't have electricity or anything, but like to see the pure joy in their face to know that like literally something as small as like rain that could happen at any time isn't gonna like soak their mattress for the next week. Like mm. it it was just great to see that in the very moment. And then in my most recent trip going there, um, I got to see where he's staying now. And I think he's like living by himself or maybe with like another is, young boy. Isn't it like his brother or something? Oh yeah, I think I it think, was his brother. Yeah. And so he had a motorcycle inside of his, um, like inside the house. And I was like, oh, like, what do you use this for? You're like, you know, cause like, I'm so used to seeing him as like a little kid, but now he's like 20 years old or something like that. So um, now he takes that motorcycle and drives into town like 10, 15 minutes to work as like a, some kind of dairy related farmer. I don't know exactly what he does, but he does something with like milk production down there. And so like to see him going from like a little kid with like frail older guardians to somebody who's like, he's taking care of himself. Like, that's cool, you know, like, I don't know, it's exciting. That's so crazy. Sorry, it's just so crazy that you're like, these people are moving into these houses that do not have electricity. And the fact that they are so excited over that, yet, and I, yet there's people here in the US that I'm sure people that we know that go, my Wi-Fi is down. I'm angry. I can't go look on Facebook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's a that's a whole fucking like life perspective of these people are just happy. Like you said, that their mattress isn't fucking wet for a week. Yeah. And, and they have a, a roof over their head that they're going to stay dry. They don't care about electricity. They don't care about the internet. They don't care about their phones. They're just happy to not be wet when it rains. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's some deep shit. Like, it's, yeah. it's a lot being down there, honestly. Like, there have been a number of trips where, like, in either leaving a place that we're working for the day or, like, or at some point, you know, like, just genuinely like pretty much emotionally breaking down like I've been in like full tears on that trip before like Mm -hmm. in just thinking about you know like if I just saw this at this one village like how many more people are out there living like this every day and like and there's Mm -hmm. just simply not enough like mission groups or like you know help to go around and hit all of them it it, the numbers just don't work out Mm -hmm. and so like being that being down there definitely like hits you emotionally that's for sure for sure I don't know if it it wasn't this past trip it was the trip before I think where I like lost it right we were so I think sometimes when I'm down there too I realize um more of how broken the system is right because what we're doing is super amazing but the the problem still happens right like we can go down there and build houses for the rest of our lives but it doesn't stop the people going to Haiti and bringing more people right so it's like this perpetual cycle. And so sometimes I get overwhelmed by the fact that it's the system that's so broken and, um, and we can only do so much, but then I, I kind of have to turn it on its head and I come back to, well, we're helping this one family. Right. And, and they can then go help these other people. And that kind of that ripple effect makes me feel better in the fact that you know, sometimes there are things we can't control, um, but it's, it's big and it's emotional, um, but it's also 
beautiful, you know? Mm-hmm. So like hearing you say that has now has my mind like kind of running now. It's like, at first I wanted to ask you guys a question on like, you know, you have this perspective and obviously you have people who are coming back into the US who are telling people about, you know, their experiences and stuff down there. And then I think to myself, like the world's full of people. Why the fuck isn't everybody like chiming in and trying to help out or trying to get down there or offering like resources and stuff like that? And then I thought about it and I'm like, if you, that what what's that old saying? If you give a man a fish, you know, he'll eat for a day, but go hungry. But if you teach a man how to fish, he'll never be hungry. Yeah. Like, do you guys almost kind of do the same thing of like where like you take a couple people from down there and kind of teach them almost a trade so that way they can almost like build a group foundation for themselves to almost I mean they don't have like the money and resources yes but like there are certain things that they can do that they can help rebuild like do you guys create that too as well or I would say yes, through the schools that we build and then through the sponsorship of teachers and students to go to those schools. It's like a big investment in the future, like all through donations, basically. At least that's what comes to mind for me. Yeah, I had an answer and then I listened to you and that was good. So I forgot (laughs) what I was going to say. Sustainability. Oh, yeah. So um, I know that um, at some of the bates, we, um, they built gardens. So it's like, it's the idea of, you know, like helping them to like sustain themselves and stuff. Um, I, I lost it. It might come back to me, but it's, um, but yeah, but the whole idea is that like, we're not there all year round and we, we try, our goal is to not come down as like, Oh, this is what I was going to say. Sorry. Okay. So, um, all of the, all of the things we do, we're working side by side with Dominican people. So when we go down on the, on the construction teams and stuff, the foremen are all Dominicans. We're literally just like the cheap labor of like move these cinder blocks over here. So the people who know what to do with them can do those things. So, you know, we're kind of just there as like extra hands. So really the idea is like, we, we help them do what they're already trying to do essentially. So, so it's not like we're at, down there, like saving anybody and anybody on the podcast. I just air quoted that because like, <laughs> I, you know, we don't go down there trying to claim to be fixing anything or doing whatever. We're really just trying to help other people live their best lives um, the best that they can. That's dope. So you're basically, it's like, you're you are helping speed up the process because the extra hands help speed up the process which is is awesome yeah Yeah. so they know like there's people who have those jobs who know what they're doing do they ever pull now mike to add on to andy's question do they ever add like people that they're building houses for to help that's a good question or they they working on the farms and stuff Oh, oh, a lot of the times, um, usually it's like the father figure of the family is working out in the sugarcane fields. And then if there's any kids around, if they're like, if they're 11 years or older, they're most of them just like, help us like, if it's their house, if it's not their house, like, like, it's crazy, because like these people, they're in the middle of like, 
miles and miles and miles of sugar cane. So like a kid could run for five miles, they're still in sugar cane. So there's not really too much for them to do there. So like when we show up and like, you know, there's a whole team of people doing something together for their little community. It's like a supernatural reaction for them to want to help so much so that usually the, um, the teaching and evangelism and food team is with us uh, with like the construction team. And they usually just like try and keep the kids. Cause like when you have like five and eight year olds helping you out, Things, like they could get in the Too way. Too many a hands bit. in the kitchen, yeah. you know, yeah, it ends yeah. up being like, or they love to ride in the wheelbarrows. We do a lot of wheelbarrowing. So the kids are like, for the really strong guys, they'll like hop on top of like their already full wheelbarrow. It's like so funny to watch, but yeah. yeah I think nice. these kids are not seeing people. Like you said, these, these fields are miles and miles. So they see, right. oh, these people are here once a year. Ah, it's something different right yeah. it's something to do for the day yeah and and then usually also too with that like if anybody's working with us like from around the village or anything like we always bring plenty of water for the americans obviously um so then anybody who's like working with us like we'll like we'll like give them water we'll like pretend to be sneaky about it so that they don't like tell the entire village like hey come grab water because we just don't have that much <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. we'll still Yo, they got that Dasani over there. Run over there. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I don't know if, like, I think ignorance is the wrong word because I don't know a lot about down there. But, like, so my question, well, my statement might sound weird, but, like, I'm thinking of, like, how to help and, like, how to improve. Like, I know a lot of the places are doing, like, cryptos in their country so that way you know their families can send the money or people in there who can't get bank accounts can like create a business down there and then um but like you said there's miles and miles and miles of sugarcane like even though it's expensive and it's cheap labor for them out there why don't they just have like you know two machines go out there to help like cut down and like you know process and that so I'm about to answer this, not with anything that like I know for a fact, but I've heard a similar um, reasoning used for like just general farming. Like uh, farmers have had a really hard time creating machines that know how to pick something when it's ripe. Mm-hmm. And knowing which ones to cut and which ones to leave, like, I don't know why it's so hard to teach a computer to do it but for some reason it's just so much easier to have people do it but then they do also um they'll use like cattle to help like bring all of the sugar cane that is bundled up places so it's not like these guys necessarily have to like cut it down and carry the 80 pounds worth of sugar cane to where they're going yeah but yeah i think that's that's like my best guess as to why okay yeah. another know. question on top of that so Again, I'm just trying to picture it so everyone can kind of kind of picture it with me. You're saying that there's fields and fields and fields of these sugar canes, and they were basically living in sheet metal houses. Yeah. I'm assuming most of them don't have cars. Right. How do they... One, you never mentioned that a bathroom's built. Yeah. Two, where are they getting their food? Good question. Um, and three, kind of the same thing is, 
any supplies that they need for their house, their na- their new houses or or clothes if their clothes get like. Wh- and you're you're saying that some of these places are like an hour for like the nearest city. So what are they? Again, maybe that's an ignorant question, but like, what are they doing with that? Like, how do they function in that mm. sense? These are all really good questions. Um, I wanna, I mean. So I honestly forget the order of the way that you ask all those questions. Bathroom, food, supplies, clothes. Okay, okay. so bathroom, um, sugar cane. Mm-hmm. Or um, their water source is also their bathroom and shower. So most of these bates have some type of stream or um, some form of water around, but that serves as your cooking water, your cleaning water, your I'm going to the bathroom here and I'm showering in this water. Um, So you end up with a lot of gastrointestinal things happening, right? Because they're just using all the same and they don't, um, I don't think they boil the water or any, you know, they don't, they don't know to, to do that. Um, so that's like the bathroom question. Um, and then food that's food is kind of a few different ways. So some places, some of like those little remote villages will maintain a small, like animal farm, type of thing with like a decent chickens. number of like chickens and I feel like goats we've seen yeah maybe. like goats and they all they have there's a lot of horses but the horses are more for like the um the males to like ride into the sugar cane and like mm-hmm. ride home so they don't have to like walk that whole way and then um, they oh, we've seen also, pigs yeah dogs are pretty prevalent too but not for food. not for food they're yeah. just like around <laughs> yeah. yeah but um they I have also seen um like guys from like a nearby city or town will drive in on a pickup truck and have stuff on like their pickup truck for sale, whether it's water or like chickens or, you know, any kind of food like that. How do they function with money? I mean, they're only making $5 a day. These people are probably, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming here, these people on the pickup trucks are not going, Hey, we know you make $5 a day. We're going to try to help you out. They're probably going, you make $5 a day. That's $30 a week. $35 a week it's gonna be $35 for this chicken right like they're it these people definitely do not eat as much as they could like yeah I've heard should be like unfortunate stories of what people will do to like subside the hunger and yeah I think I think they really just try and tough it out and pray for the next day to be a little better and what uh, we've seen too is like um, if if somehow right so one someone in the family um, makes it out of the bate so they get a job someone kind of takes them under their wing and provides them with some type of opportunity um, they always they take that money and do and bring it back to the bate or like they take that money and they get the the food and the this and then that and they bring it back to to their families um, or or for the bate as a whole like they're it's such a community there. Like you don't really know who's related to who. Cause at, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, they're all, they're all, they all have a common goal and it's to survive, you know, and, and just like be with each other. Um, but we've, we've seen that a lot, kind of like one member of the family is lucky enough to sometimes make it out. And then they, they help the family that's left there. Or if they're doing super well, they take the whole family out of the bate and, and then they kind of go on to do what they can still for the people left in the bate. Wow. 
Yeah. Um, and supplies, they don't really, uh, paper goods aren't a thing, right? Like they, they don't have, oh, and clothing um, donations, I would say mostly yeah. like we, the trip itself accumulates a ton of like clothes and shoes and stuff. Um, so they kind of are just wearing that forever or um, a lot of babies you see run around naked, um, you know, so stuff like that. It- yeah, they don't need clothes. Yeah, we literally, there's one little boy down there. I mean, he's not naked baby anymore, but he was literally coined like naked baby. He was just like always naked, like running around. Um, but he's grown up since then, no longer a baby and wears clothes. So, so. <laughs> you get the uh, title of uh, Whoa Daddy sometimes. So, yeah, <laughs> yes, he deserves exactly. it. The evolution, you know. <laughs> that literally is such a. I mean, for those who are listening, like that to me is, it's like a gratitude thing. Like you have to realize that what what we have, and like you were saying before, when you come back and you're like the first thing you complain about, and you're like, I don't have a right to complain, exactly. but there's people who, uh, in the simplest way, we are so privileged compared. And like, even the slightest inconvenience to anyone here is like, oh my God, I, my coffee didn't have enough cream in it. Like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and, that. that is just a whole nother level. And these, again, I'm sure these people are smiling and the just have it like people. the happiest people. happy people to yeah, be around. I've it. ever met. It's for sure. so nice to be around there, honestly. Like, I don't know if it's because like there's such a strong community feel there, or like maybe it's because there are people around like trying to help them out but these people are so happy like and uh they're all just like so such good people like we don't run into like like i've never been even close to like being robbed or something there and like i'm walking around my iphone taking pictures you know like i got a backpack full of snacks and goodies and like nobody's ever tried to do anything funny like that like these are just really happy nice people yeah it's because that's all they know and that's a to me i think it's like there's so much distractions in our worlds mm-hmm. that, and with TV and social media, and I'm a little, if I go on a tangent, sorry, TV, social media, and like peer pressure of stuff, and the whole everyone's competing with each other. No one wants to see other people be more successful than the other people. So all of that shit, it like makes everyone either grumpy, upset, or angry. Or, or miserable because they're not living up to what society wants. And these people are just like, we have a roof, a bed. We don't even have a bathroom. We're, we're basically living off the environment with the animals and stuff and the yeah. streams. And we're the fucking happiest. We're just happy because we have more, we're alive and we have more than some people, I guess. Like, there's always like, it's like, a oh man, so that should be a whole nother gratitude level. Like if anyone's listening, to, well, well, those who are listening to this, if you complain about anything today and now you're listening to this, you should kick yourself in the ass. <laughs> Just take a second to be grateful for all you do have, right? That's, that's all you can do. Cause yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm, I'm like the type of person who like, so I, I like used to have a family of five, like in my parents' house and everything. And I would wait like an hour after somebody showered before me because I was afraid that the water might not be hot at the very end of my shower. I understand. And, I've and, been there. <laughs> and like ever since like going on that trip, like 
I remember like, you know, it's cold showers every time. It's trickling water every time. Like you're not going to get a full stream of hot water down there. And every single time I get on the plane even to come home and I go to wash my hands and it's hot water. It's like, it's, it's like, it all hits me again. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Like the whole world lives way differently than what I was just in for a week. And it's just every single time that moment of like putting my hands under the sink and then hot water touching my hands. That's genuinely always like the, oh my gosh, like I was just somewhere that like most people will not ever experience. That's crazy. You know what probably makes them happier than us too is that they're all going through it together. And think That's about everything point. we have and all the technology and and uh, as uh, Wakanda would say, the technological advancements <laughs> has not brought us closer together because we have that advantage. It's actually drove us farther apart because as mm -hmm. Rob was saying, like you go on social media and you're like, damn, this guy's got a house, a kid, a wife. I don't got that. Man, my life sucks. Or like I heard a story the other day where people were on the plane and they said the Wi-Fi was broken and the Wi-Fi came on for like five minutes and everybody was happy. Like everybody was like, yeah. And the Wi-Fi went down again and people were like, this is bullshit. I want my money oh back. My blah, blah, blah. <laughs> got on the plane knowing the Wi-Fi didn't work. Like, right. like technology has fucked us, to be honest. And yeah, it really it, has. It's crazy to see, like it's crazy to hear and like even imagine people going through the stuff that you guys just said and we're sitting up here with hot running water and, and and electricity and bathrooms and like we don't have to use sugar which still blows my mind by the way that you said that that they use sugar cane fields um yeah yeah man that's that was uh that was a first for me when oh, we yeah. went down there to to use that as the bathroom but um yo do a live, man. It's really something freeing about peeing in nature. You know, I don't mind at all. Um, you know, I say the same thing, but people look down on me sometimes. I'm just like, I gotta go. Other people in the world do it. Like, why are you looking at me weird? And then the cops like, you know what? Go stand by my car real quick. <laughs> Yo, <right? laughs> uh, but Andy, to talk just when you were talking about community, it reminded me of this. One of my favorite questions to get is um, how do they decide who gets the house? Um, and it's my favorite question to answer because they literally, the community is like, whichever family has the most need gets that house. Nobody's ever fighting over it. There's never uh, even a question, bro. Like, it's yeah. just like, this family has the most kids. This family has the oldest, most in need grandparent, whatever it is. And that's their house. Um, and it's not like once it's your house, nobody ever comes in it. Like you're chilling and everybody's all up in everybody else's shit all the time. Um, and it's just this sense of community, bro. Like they are all a family. Like it doesn't matter, you know, uh, blood or biology or whatever. They are the definition of a community. Yeah. Wow. Imagine, imagine that being in the U.S. Oh, who, who needs, who needs the, the real money in the world in the U.S.? Who really needs it? Exactly. Oh no! Oh, the billionaires need to keep their billions. Yeah, totally. For sure. And don't bro, have to pay bro. taxes. It's fine. Yeah, it's right. fine. 
People won't give away their last stick of gum, let alone give away five dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, let alone seriously. a whole house, bro. You know, yeah. like it. It blew my mind when when I learned that that yeah. was how they, you know, how they do it. That's why. That's awesome. That's awesome though. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, you guys definitely wanted to talk about a fundraising. Uh, what would you call it? a fundraising? project a fundraising yeah, yeah. Project. project is a good word project? yeah so why don't right now we stay completely silent and you just go all in it and then we will clip it and put it on social so whatever you're saying right now will get clipped so people can see all right cool beans do you want to start it or yeah yeah so i guess we'll kind of start uh from the beginning if we'll go from the whole thing all right ready here we go so um my first trip actually um we went to the school that we were talking about we're um always doing construction on and um i met this little girl and um no one had sponsored her to go to school so if um no one sponsors them right they can't afford to go and with that they um, also need a uniform um and so um she didn't have a sponsor for the next year and for whatever reason like we gravitated to each other and um my spanish was like meh at the time you know so our communication was like definitely lacking a little bit but she um she held with it, man. She just like held my hand and we hung out for a couple hours. And um, I found out that she wasn't sponsored. And I walked up to Tyler and I was like, so I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm going to sponsor this little girl to go to school next year. Like, just so you know, and he's like, okay, we'll do it together. And I was like, oh my God, great. Right. So um, it was like, I think 200 bucks yeah. at, for, at the time for, for the year, year, for the entire year for her um, uniform. uniform. Thank you um, for everything. And so I was like, bro, $200 for the whole year. I was like, we need to get every single person we know out here to sponsor. Okay. I know you got $200 and you got $200. Like everybody got $200. So, um, we sponsor this, this girl to go to school and we end up forming this like amazing bond with her and her entire family. So she has a younger brother, um, her parents, and then, um, her mom actually had a baby a year and a half ago yeah. now. Um, and it was wild because we were there pre-COVID and he had just been born and she sent like us pictures. And so we didn't meet them. Like we didn't see the mom, you know, cause she was like still recovering. And then when we went back in January, he was walking around, bro. It was like the craziest thing to see. It was so amazing. But so we connected with her and with her family and like we're in communication throughout the year. Like she sends us mail from school. It's like the cutest thing ever. Um, and so when we went, down in January, um, we were tour, um, not even touring, we were doing food distribution, um, in the same, um, city village neighborhood. neighborhood. That's a good word neighborhood where, um, so her name is Shama, the, the young girl we sponsored. Um, so it's where Shama and her family live. We were walking around doing food distribution there and we ended up meeting another young woman and her family. And, um, the liaison, if you will, kind of between like the Americans and like the, the school and, and everything was walking around with us. And she took us into their home and she was explaining that this girl is very active in the church. She literally volunteers her time on Sundays to go and just like sweep out the church. She sings in the church, like all the stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, we walk in the house and, um, 
they have, uh, you walk in and there's like a dining area and there are three little kids all eating their lunch, watching TV. I'm like the most staticky TV you've ever seen. <laughs> but they are all enthralled, like, bro. They are on. just like living their best lives, like watching this like black and white TV, like eating their lunch. Um, and they're so um, it's the young girl we get introduced to. And then she has maybe a 17, 16 or 17 year old brother who's a really good cook. So he cooked the lunch for like the little ones. Um, and so then, um, they have like a kitchen and he has like kind of a nice setup, like remember in yeah, their, like on like their chef's area, if you will, like outside. in the back. Yeah. Um, and then I think they maybe had one bedroom yeah, off maybe. to the side. Um, and so she just like welcomes us into her home is like talking to us and stuff. And, and so, um, the liaison, her name is Jessica, who's like this wonderful woman. So she was telling us, um, like translating basically that, this young woman wants to go um, to school to be a pediatrician, right? But the way that it works there is first you go um, to be a nurse and then you go to be a pediatrician. And I think it has something to do with the cost also, but I don't know. So we're talking, we're talking and we leave um, the house. And I, and I look at Jessica and I'm like, so how much does it cost, you know, to like send her to, to college? She goes, $2,400 like total for a year, like full year. Wait, of... no, no. So it's 1200, I think for the year. Right. Or no, I think it was 200 a month. Yeah. Okay. So then 24. Yeah. Okay. So 2,400 for the whole year to become a nurse. That was the face we made. And I said, I wasn't, Tyler was behind me walking with the other guy that was with us. And I looked at Jessica and I was like, sign us up. And I turned around to Tyler and I was just like, and he shook his head and I was like, all right, we out, you know, like it's one of those things where like, bro, I'm $2,400 to help you go save lives, bro. And like, take care of those, like, and so she also was basically taking care of like those three kids and her brother too, like, because the parents are always out working and stuff. So like, she was basically like the mother figure for four people on top of wanting to go to school to eventually become a doctor. Right. And um, Jessica was saying too, because the, um, the brother was such a good chef, they were hoping that he could make it onto like uh, one of the resorts as like a, a chef. And it's kind of like, if she can succeed, right. Then like he has that much more of a chance to also kind of get out there and, and make money for the family and, and stuff like that. Um, so we set out to sponsor her um, and we are like, we are, uh, you know, we paid for, I think like her first semester already at this point. Um, if at any point you want to take over too. <laughs> you're, I'm, okay. Um, so, um, so then it's probably, okay. So this is all during um, COVID when we decide we want to sponsor her to go to school. Now, also during COVID, they're trying to do remote school down there. Um, and what we should explain also about the electricity down there oh. is feel free to chime in. Cause I think you might know more than I do, but like they have like live wires that just like run or like, like throughout the whole neighborhood that like, you know, the girl Sham and her family and this other woman who were sponsoring, like there it's like, there's kind of like telephone or electricity lines about, but it's really like, if you want some of that electricity, like. You're going to go up there and you're going to connect your wires to that wire. And that's a live wire. 
like houses have burned down people have died like trying to like wire their house bro it's like the crazy it is absolutely crazy craziness so i don't remember why i brought that oh because they're trying to do remote schooling so it's like so there's a need for tablets and laptops and stuff like that because people in um these these neighborhoods which are a little bit more um, have a little bit more technology than the Bates, right? Um, are capable of kind of connecting and, and doing stuff like that. So um, when we were down there um, in January, we didn't know that Shama needed a tablet. And so we get down there and she's like, oh, hey, this is a really good story. Um, so we get down there and she's like, hey, um, I, I hate to ask because literally they hate to ask us for anything. So every time they're just like, we hate to ask, but she was like, can, can you get me a tablet? And at this point we're already in DR and, um, they have like a, a Walmart, uh, like the same version of a Walmart essentially down there where we could have bought a tablet, but it's like four times the price we would get it in the States. Yeah. So we talked to like the leader of our trip, essentially big shout out to John powers, because none of this would be possible without, Hey, he and his wife, a may they're like, they're the spearheaders. They're the ones who went down on the first trip to like build the hospital and all this stuff. Um, so we talked to John and we're like, yo, John, this, uh, can, is there anything we can do? And he was like, I wouldn't recommend going to Jumbo and buying it. He was like, um, what you can do, we can go home, buy them one and send them it, send it down with like the next trip that comes down basically. And we were like, okay, you know, great. Sounds good. We'll do what we can. The next morning at breakfast, John comes down to our table with a tablet and he goes, the school gave us back these two tablets telling us that they didn't work, but we went through them last night and they work just fine. Gave us it to give to Shama. And like, like Tyler said, I'm also not a very religious person, but I was like, if I were to ever believe in a higher power, like this is the thing that really, I was like, yo, the universe is providing right now. You know, like it, it shook me to my core. Oh, I was, yeah. I was shook. Like I was crying. Like it was crazy. I like, okay. So um, we get her the tablet. It's like amazing. She's like, her family's like ecstatic about it. A month or two after the trip, she messages us and she's like, guys, like I dropped it or say got wet, yeah, whatever. Kind of like, hard to tell exactly what the story was. The tablet goes kaput. And we're like, oh girl, there's like nothing we can kind of do in the meantime between it's like March, maybe when she tells yeah. us. And like, we knew that we were supposed to go down in July. We were like, we're so sorry kind of do what you can put it in some rice you know we like we didn't really know so at this point we're like okay so we need to um get shama a laptop right that's like our our goal about a month before the trip um the liaison jessica uh, messages me and she's like hey nakari who is the young woman we sponsor to go to college needs a laptop for school and so she was like um, I have like an old laptop I'm going to try to fix for her, but if I can't, how do you guys feel about getting her one? And I was like, of course, you know, I was like, well, we got it. No problem. Um, and so by this point, Tyler hasn't been working since January. Right. And, um, I was teaching a pod, which was amazing for those of you who are not familiar with a pod, just real quick. I was working with this small group of kids. I was basically like an independent teacher for them. Um, but it worked so well because they were learning remotely, but they went back to school full-time in April. So then I also lost my income. So this is like right around the time when she's like, 
yo, laptop. And we're already like, okay, we got to get a tablet for Shama. So we're coming up on the trip, right? And we're like, yeah, we're going to make it work. You, you know us, we're like solutions. It doesn't like, something's going to work out. Um, and, and then, so um, very long story short, I don't have my passport to go on the trip. That's just like where I'm going to leave it. I don't have my passport, so we can't go on the trip. I'm distraught, bro, because I'm like, how are we, we need to get this technology. I'm trying to see all of like these people we love, bro, like whatever. So Tyler, it was your idea. Yeah. Was like, let's do a GoFundMe. And I was like. Because like we've both have, have had so many people who like we've told, you know, our stories about the trip or whatever. And there was like, oh my gosh, like that sounds awesome. Like I wish that I could do something like that. I would love to help with something like that. But, you know, like, and for whatever, like, legitimate reason or another, like, you know, oh, like, I wouldn't be able to stand the heat for a whole week. Oh, I know myself, I wouldn't be able to do cold water for a whole week, you know, like, things that are completely understandable, like, we knew that people wanted to help, but didn't necessarily want to go down and physically do the work and everything. So, amazing idea by Tyler. He's like, go fund me, right? So we set up this GoFundMe, y'all, from the time we posted it, we got like our first donation and from our first donation, 12 hours later, done. Like we hit our goal. Um, and because of like the immense support that we had, and that was just people who got the chance to donate because I shut it down because I was like, like, like we were we getting were like, like too much money. We were like, all right, all we right, don't like, like <laughs> we can't keep on just like taking money. Like, like we had like a plan to do like stuff with like the extra money. Mm -hmm. And like, we like put that out there that, you know, it's going to go towards tuitions and everything. But I was like, look, I don't want to like end up with a whole bunch of money, like more than could pay for like this girl's tuition for the whole year or anything. So I was like, let's shut it down mm -hmm. and like come up with a, a future plan. So then um, right at that kind of right at that moment, Rob literally texted us and he was like, yo, do you guys want to be in the podcast and like talk about the fundraiser? And at that point we had shut that fundraiser down. But because of that, Rob, Tyler and I then had the conversation of like, we had so much support in these 12 hours. Imagine what we could do if we gave people more time and actually promoted it and set a bigger goal. So we came up with um, the idea of, because actually I learned how much it costs on this last trip to fund an entire house that we build. Y'all, it's only $12,000 to build a duplex. And I was like, Tyler, thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's crazy. So I was like, bro, if we can get a thousand dollars in 12 hours, imagine if we do like a year long fundraiser from now until our trip next summer, how many friggin' houses can we build? How many teachers can we sponsor? How many kids can we sponsor to go to school? Sorry. So, I'm so, like, so we huh. also like, um, so in, you know, right around this time, we did talk with, um, John powers again, shout out to him about, you know, like what, could we do with a whole bunch of money if we came into a whole bunch of money? And so he was like, yeah, like you could sponsor a house for like $12,000. You could sponsor a teacher. I think that was like $2,400, like $200 a month. You could sponsor more kids. You could sponsor med clinics that we put on for $500 a pop. And it's actually, that's another one that's crazy. $500 to put on a med clinic for like a whole community that like they're going to see over 150 people that day and um so yeah basically like John was like yeah like you guys could 
do a lot of different things depending on how much money like ends up getting raised. And so we were like, all right, like let's shoot for the moon and more or less like have a sliding scale of opportunity, you know, like however much we get, we're just going to do like whatever the trip basically allows us to do with like as much money as possible. And then there's like so many small increments of money that we can send down, like as small as $200 to sponsor a kid or a teacher for a month mm-hmm. that like any amount of that any amount of money that like we, we are able to receive, like there are funnels for it to all get sent to. So it's not yeah. like we'll end up with any money on our end. Yeah. And there are also kids actually you can sponsor for $50. Yeah. Even like at the, the first Bate that we built the school for there, it's only $50 there to send those kids to school. Um, so that was kind of all how it came to be. And like, really what our goal is, is to just help people help that many more people. And it was, it was in that moment when we, um, met Nakari and her family and the fact that she wanted to be like, she wants to be a doctor. I was talking to, um, the other, um, another man on the trip who like was on in that little group with us. And he and I were talking when we left and he was like, imagine how many people she's going to go on to help. And it hit me, bro. Like it hit me that if we can send her to, we just do a little thing, bro. All we do is get like pay $2,400 and she's about to go change all these lives. How, how many more times can we do that? And how many more people can help us do that for other people, bro? Like it's, the ripple effect it's amazing and it really is like it's really cool to like see that people want to help out because like i'm not gonna lie like when we put it up there's a few family members that i know like oh they're gonna donate like it's happening but then there's some people who like there was one person that like sarah knew like she didn't even know where she knew this woman from who donated a good amount of money yeah and like it's just because like people want to help out in a situation Mm -hmm. like this But definitely one thing that we found was that people are a little weary of donating to certain causes because they're not 100% sure where the money's going to go. And like, hey, if we're able to be the outlet for people to know exactly where the money's going to go, then hey, that's fine with me. Like, I'm, I'm cool just, you know, taking money from here and putting it over there. Like, that's that seems like a perfectly fine gig for me. So yeah, we're just like a a conduit basically. But also before I forget, huge shout out to everyone who donated, like big ups to y'all. It literally wouldn't be possible without you. You know, we, we couldn't make it work and y'all made it work so much that we um, are able to pay to sponsor Shama to go to school for another year. um, And to really for, um, like half a semester yeah or like a semester for Nakari to go to college um which are all things like Tyler and I were going to do anyway but the fact that we don't have like we can use that money toward another semester for Nakari right or another whatever like um it's just the the outpouring of support shook me also I guess I just didn't um anticipate it and so big ups to to everybody who had a hand in that for real thank you and big ups to anybody that even interacted with the post because definitely after like the first like four or five people just like liked or maybe even shared the post like after that it was like wildfire like it like we could tell that all of a sudden it was populating on everybody's Facebook page and like so people were actually able to see it and and honestly like 
I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of GoFundMe's like go by my page and I'm not gonna lie. I don't always take all the time to like read into them, but it was awesome to see that people like definitely do take the time to sit down and like, they want to hear your story or at least our story for this time, you know, for whatever reason or another. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Honestly, it was really cool. That's awesome. You're going to have to um, give us the link of the future GoFundMe. For sure. And then we'll share it up and oh. we'll, we'll, we'll help spread the word a little bit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thank and thank you. you to you guys too, because yeah. this, I genuinely don't know if we would have come up with the, maybe we would have, but maybe not in such a timely manner, but like the idea of having something to promote, we were like, well, what are we going to promote? And then we were like, yo, we got big goal. Like we can have big goals, you know? So that like, thank you to you guys too, for, yeah. for having us on and like almost inspiring that like, the, at least the thought process, you know? And then another big shout out to John Powers and the whole Powers family for like encouraging us to do this too. Yeah, like, we told them, we were like, yo, we have a friend who like, friends who are gonna like put us on their podcast. He was like, that's great. he was Let's like, go. share the link. Like, we'll get it out there. Let us know. We were like, yo, so awesome. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll set it up. We'll, we'll set up the, the podcast and then the video and then you guys could share it out. We'll share it out. We'll share out the links and we'll get the word out as much as we can. And, and you guys are going to keep it up for a year. You said, yeah. yeah, till, till the trip next year. So let's, 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 let's just tear this goal up. Yeah, bro. That'd be sick. Right, That's the plan. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I'm down. Yes. For once, I think I'm actually like fucking speechless. <laughs> whoa daddy but yeah like that's all that keeps running in my head whoa daddy and, like, i might go on like a like like a like a like a soft rant here but like i've known you guys for a while i've known the type of people you are the character you are like you guys go for bat for anybody you guys care about and it shows even in the littlest ways and like I told you earlier, I didn't even know you guys were doing this. I had no like I knew you guys like you guys flew out here and there and you were doing something, but I didn't know to like the extent of it. And just like hearing what you guys go through, seeing the different perspectives, um, seeing what you guys deal with, what you guys are doing for other people is just fuck. Like <laughs> it's just it's so crazy, like it it's heartwarming. Because nowadays you don't see shit like that. You do, you see people like battling each other. You see people fighting each other. And for what? For what? For a title, for, for more money, for a place, you know. And there are people out there who literally are fighting for their lives. And like you guys are, you guys are that beacon of hope that's giving people a fighting chance to get out of their situation and to be able to um literally rewrite their destiny and rewrite their life and like that's huge so like thank you guys for coming on and sharing your story because that story is super powerful it hit me hard i know it's gonna hit a ton of other people hard give me the links i'm gonna throw it up on tiktok i'm gonna blast the shit out of tiktok and nice. hate me to hear your guys <laughs> story it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have you hit your goals. Where I'm gonna share it on my personal feed. If there's anything I can do with wrestling too, like let me know and like I'm there. I'm there to help you guys. Like anything you guys need, I'm down. 
Nice, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Like I said, like the support's really been wild. Like it, it's just crazy. Like we've both like gone on this trip so many times and like we've talked to people about it, but I don't know, like I, I guess offering people an avenue to like dip their toes into the trip, like right, right. people really wanted to dip their toes into the trip and yeah. like pe people love to hear about it and talk about it. So I, I really appreciate it. Andy. That's really nice. Yeah, it's so awesome. And you know what too, I think this is the first time we've ever asked for help yeah you know like because we we fund our own way every time we go and because the trip itself really isn't that expensive you know but we we budget for it and stuff to make sure we can go for the year but um this time we just i i needed to get the technology down there because i physically couldn't go this time you know like it was one of those things where i was like if nothing else bro i gotta get these these young women what they need to succeed so mm -hmm. we've we found this little Tyler, you know, Tyler came up with the idea and like, you know, I, I crafted, the yeah, I'm, I'm nice with the words and stuff. <laughs> so like I crafted all of it, but you know, a nice team effort, but it, it really was the first time we ever asked for help. And, um, the outpouring was huge, bro. I just, it, I feel like my heart grew if that's even yeah. possible, you know, like it, it really, I felt like the Grinch, not like I am the Grinch, you guys know how big my heart already is, but like, it just, I was, I was shook. Yeah. I was shook. I understand that. I got the heart like the Grinch when I came up with <laughs> it. Y'all just grew it like 50,000 times. Like the smirks yeah. on my face. Smirks on my face. <laughs> <laughs> my mustache is starting to curl up now. <laughs> I need to drink some more. I can't do this. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think it's like, I understood that you guys went, but I didn't know the details of it. And I think that like, you know, you've heard it, the story sells and hearing the actual details of it and describing like what these people are actually going through and something so simple as like a tablet again you can go to any restaurant on any day and a family of six and all all the kids have tablets like it's not yeah. a big deal here anymore it doesn't have to be an ipod eight eight hundred dollar ipod it, or ipad it could just be like you know whatever and to me it's just yeah it's, when you hear the story you, you you, you kind of have more motivation to be like, it's really not that much money. And if it's a bunch of people, again, what do they, what does that guy say? He said, I'd rather have 1% of, of a bunch of people than hundred percent of me. So yeah. exactly. if everyone gives a little bit that, that, that goes a lot further than just you guys doing it, obviously. hundred percent. And I think like our smallest donation was like $5 on there or something, but like, it's such a big help. Like if, yeah. like if you had 200 people giving $5, yeah, you know like, what I mean? We're halfway to our goal, whatever that math, that math wasn't right. Like, but even like, if you we, know like, even if we were to have like put a cap on how much like people were allowed to donate, like literally based on how fast it filled up, I'm still confident. Like we would have hit our goal. Mm -hmm. Like people wanted to help. And it, yeah. uh, it's, it's honestly, it, it was definitely refreshing because just like how you guys were saying, like all you see now is like people like butting heads more or less, like only reasons to be upset when you go online, but to go online and actually see people coming together for like a common good that doesn't actually like benefit any of us. Like right. I'm not getting a house, I'm not getting an iPad, like neither is anybody that donated. Like, you know, it's not like we like put on like a, like a prize or something like, oh, whoever, like we're going to yeah. randomly like a raffle or whatever. Yeah. Nah, like, it's no, just... it's just people wanted to give and it, it's like, like honestly, really cool. Yeah. The value of living is giving. Yeah.
Yo, I love that. That should be our hashtag. Right. I like it. Do it. Do <laughs> it. it. So is the, is the link already set up and everything? Um, not yet. Honestly, we were literally talking about before this, how we have to set it up. But honestly, when we get off of here, we'll set it up so we can shoot it to you guys. And then you can kind of um, work your work that magic. And then we'll post, we figured we would wait until whenever you drop the podcast, we'll drop the, we'll Tuesday. drop it all kind of at the same time. All right, cool. So yeah. if you, once you drop the link, if you can, um, just for putting out the podcast related, you can drop it before Tuesday. If not, it's quite oh, yeah. okay. But if oh, you do, send it to us. We'll put it down in the description. That way, anybody who listens to this, in the show notes and stuff, yeah, and stuff no. like that. We'll get it on. Uh, we'll get it on YouTube and all of the uh, podcast stuff. Fire, bro! Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get it out before Tuesday for sure. Honestly, we're gonna get off of here, and I'm like. I got to work tomorrow, but I'm like so hype right now that like we're about to just make the GoFundMe right now because I'm, you know, I'm there. Bro, I'm about to freaking run down to Walmart to go buy you guys <laughs> fucking tablets and laptops. To <laughs> like, I'll find somebody no. to give them to. Yup, because you know they need them. Oh, right? But like, and that's, like I, was, I was thinking about this when you were saying it earlier. I know we're going pretty long, but like it's insane. Like two like you guys aren't ordinary people but like two ordinary people are doing so much for a community where a company or a business who is like creating tablets or creating all of these resources aren't doing anything to ship down there because they don't want to lose out on business and money and thinking about it that way like that just fucking blows my mind it's like, kind of crazy right yeah. like the perspective on that is just insane that's wild. I've never thought about it that right, way. I haven't either. <laughs> I've only ever thought about like, how can we do more? You know, what can what can we do? Um, like, think about it. How many how many kids are in a school, roughly? Would you say? There's probably like fifteen per class, maybe a couple classes per grade. You think so? I feel like they're. Oh no, that's probably right. So, so thirty times eight. So about two fifty. Yeah. Two fifty. Okay. So say like one laptop company puts out 300 tablets to one school to help grow a generation, not only helps their image of helping literally build some pl other place, but like they're doing something good for other people. Right. But nobody will do it. Or even like <laughs> the old, the old uh, laptops or tablets that they're going to throw out because they're mm -hmm. not up to date. Like that yeah. people can still use that. Ones. People don't want to buy refurbished ones, but they work just as well. Mm -hmm. like anything. And I'm sure like the school would like put the name of the company like up on each of the doors or something. So exactly. every different American group that shows up is going to see like whatever company that is. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Not everybody thinks like us. But again, it's like we said earlier, it's just like, no, I got this. This is mine. I'm not going to profit out of it. So I'm not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. Right. So do you guys have any like final thoughts words that you want to say before we start heading out um i'll try and come up with something so i guess what i what i would say is um because i'm sure a lot of people want to help and you know maybe in their own personal situation you know, like hey maybe you can send some money maybe you're even more enthusiastic and you want to like go on the trip yourself um, we'll let, we'll send you guys like links to like the donation thing and to the like trip itself, just in case like people want to 
like see if they could go on the trip because we have people come from like all over the United States and like you don't have to be religiously affiliated with anything all you have to do is be religiously respectful of other people but um like even if you can't do any of that if like if this sounds like something nice and you wish more people knew about it then like genuinely like please like interact with this in some way like it on whatever platform you're on or share it on whatever platform you're on or your favorite platform because like simply the more people that know about it it just gives access to more people who who want to help and who can help and the people who want to help and who can help really do I can only believe like they feel good about it like they are getting something intrinsically in giving so whether you can give or not you can find a way to give with even just a like or a share. Really well said. Thank you. Um, I think for me, um, I just want to express my gratitude. Um, I just, I try to live in that. And the trip has really given me that perspective of just being grateful for whatever it is, you know, everything happens for a reason. And like, when I found out that we couldn't go on the trip, I was distraught. Right. But like, I just kept telling myself everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And bro, here we are right now with this like massive goal for next year that would not have happened had we gone on the trip, right? Like we wouldn't have had the urgency. We wouldn't have had, um, you know, kind of all these technical challenges that thus resulted in needing the GoFundMe. And um, so I'm just, I'm just super grateful for this moment, for all the moments I've got to spend in the DR, um, and with all the people, you know, down there, all the people who go on the trips, all the people who have ha had a hand in all of the work that's done down there and a hand in us, all the people who ever drove us to the airport, oh, to, yeah. like, you know, uh, all of that. Um, just super, super grateful for the experience of it all and to be in this position right now to try and, and help and um, ex expand the, the vision, man. Yeah. Awesome. That's dope. Well, thank you guys for sharing your, your story. Cause again, I didn't, I, I'm going to just repeat myself. I didn't know the details True. and the details to me, I'm like, why, why not help? To me, it makes more sense to help than to not help. Cause again, the whole privilege thing, we, if we can go and afford to go buy a $5 a cup of coffee, five days a week, you can, you can donate five bucks. Like right. you, can't. you just can't. Right. Yeah. Right. I didn't know anything. So I think, <laughs> first off, I didn't even know y'all moved. So let's start off. With that. <laughs> I came in here super blind. I like my like gratitude and thought process is like so totally different. Like you guys have formulated this story so incredibly well and done so much that like I can literally close my eyes and almost like watch your experience of what I would think from your words and like I pray this reaches out to a ton of people and they help you and that you guys get everything you need because this is awesome yes that's dope y'all thank you right. so much welcome. Big thanks yeah. all right so let's let's plug it out Andy real quick um as I always say, as always, remember to like, share, rate, review, comment, and subscribe to the Disaster Party Podcast on all social media platforms, including YouTube, to get the links that we're going to share about this lovely, inspiring story. 
Um, our upcoming episodes, just so we can let you know, is we have our friend Stefano of the Meat Wagon sharing his journey on how he started that. Um, so that's going to be a fun story. And then the week after that, we have Loki episode four, five, and six. Uh, the episode after that, we have... Oh, well, Daddy, I'm super excited about this, and he's going to hate me, and I really don't care because he's coming out of retirement one day to have his last match with me. Thank you. We have my boy, Craig Francis, a.k.a. CJ of 25 and out, coming out, coming on, talking about his music, his life career, and his new path coming up. I can't wait. I'm super excited for all of these, actually. <sighs> I think after that, we might review Space Jam. I feel like I want to do that. You know... I've seen the trailer. I'm more inclined to watch it now. I'm down to do that. Let's do cool. it. Uh, and then if you want to go that far, we have August 15th. We have our friend Mike Harrison coming back on the pod. And we are going to do a cannabis-focused podcast episode. Yeah. So for those who are interested in that, this guy, I know he is very deep in the cannabis with companies and all that other stuff. So he's definitely going to go into detail about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll, we'll, we'll push this one. And uh, August 22nd, we have our SummerSlam craziness episode, which for those who don't know what you should know by this point, we're going to have people over to watch SummerSlam and we're just going to drink, have fun and record. So you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> they were getting canceled. I'm telling you, <laughs> that might be that might be our last episode. It, it was might be our last, guys. See you later. Might be the last episode, but we don't know because we might get canceled. Um, but I guess that's it, guys. Again, uh, again, I'm gonna say like, share, rate, review, comment, and subscribe. Um, thank you guys for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you for sharing thank your you story with us, thank and you. we'll definitely help push that goal of yours. Um. But that's it for the Disaster Party Podcast. This is Rob Cedeno. Oh, oh, daddy, it's Andy Bivians. And we are out. Bye. Bye.